Welcome to Ponderland. It's the 2nd of September 2023 and due to the date that it is I'd like to dedicate this episode to a very good friend of mine Shane Devlin. 7th of October 1977 to the 2nd of September 2019. Rest in peace brother. I only just realised today that I haven't recorded or published an episode of Ponderland since the 28th of July, which means that August was completely free of Ponderland. There was no episodes recorded or published in August. And to be honest with you, that was not my intention. But looking back, I can see why it happened. Podcasting isn't my full-time job. It's a hobby. My full-time job I was taking two weeks leave from from the 14th of August right through until the day after bank holiday Monday so the 29th so from the 14th to the 29th now in the run-up to the 14th as you can imagine if you're taking two weeks off there's a lot to prepare for so I was very busy getting all my ducks in a row as the saying goes and then when you return from leave it's very busy trying to catch up with everything that you've missed when you were off. So apologies for anyone out there who has missed my dulcet tones, who has missed my musings and ponderings. I really do apologize and I will now try and get back to a sense of normality and regularity. Four years ago today, my friend's life was cut short in his prime due to a tragic accident an accident that no one could have foreseen it's one of those things they say doesn't make it any easier one of the things that does make things easier or did make things easier for his family and his friends was what he left behind he left his wishes They were really, really crystal clear. He wanted to donate his organs so that others could have a better quality of life or life itself. And fantastically, he gave that gift to three other people. My message to anyone listening to this is that I have never heard an argument against organ donation that makes any sense. I've never heard a compelling argument that would make me think that organ donation isn't a good idea. If someone listening to this is in any way on the fence about organ donation, I would strongly urge you to consider becoming an organ donor. And I think it's fantastic Uh, even in places like Northern Ireland where I live, that the law recently changed so that you have to opt out rather than opt in. So everyone by default is an organ donor unless they consciously and purposefully declare that that's not what they want to be. Staying with that subject, the subject of death, I watched a program, a documentary, on Netflix recently. It was called Unknown Cave of Bones. 
and it was absolutely amazing. I can't recommend it highly enough. And what surprised me, well, one of the things that surprised me in this documentary was that we have discovered another species of hominid. So while we all knew about the Neanderthal and the Denisovans and obviously ourselves, Homo sapiens, they have discovered another species of hominid and it was discovered in a cave. That's the that's where the title comes in, Cave of Bones. And this species has been named Homo naledi. And the interesting thing about Homo naledi, which sets them or seems to set them apart from other species of hominid, except for ourselves, is it looks as though they buried their dead, which is a big deal because it shows that they cared for people in and around them. So whether it was their family, their friends, their tribe, they cared enough to bury them and must have had some sort of belief structure or some purpose, some reason, some something that told them that that was the right thing to do, that they needed to, to bury their dead. But the extravagant way that they went about it is what forms the basis of this documentary because to get to this cave where all of these bones are found is no mean feat. These people had to traverse all manner of narrow tunnels, climbs, steep drops. The final drop into the cave where they buried their dead is named by these scientists that were doing all the exploring as the chute. <laughs> and, all, and the interesting thing is all these scientists, in order to get to the cave, I mean, they've got all the climbing gear. They've got all the... the They've got all the pegs, they've got the ropes, they've got the hard hats, they've got good boots, they've got all this gear. And yet, the Homo Naledi, apparently, apparently, because we weren't there, but apparently they just, you know, climbed along, lit a little fire here and there. That was another thing that had fire, uh, which proves that they were intelligent. One of the things the documentary does, and I've seen this before, we seem to have this arrogance, Homo sapiens, we seem to have this arrogance that we are the most advanced thing that has ever been here. You know, we know we've progressed from a period whereby we weren't technically proficient, where we were very ape-like, where we then discovered stone tools and everything else. And then we evolved our knowledge and application of technology and stuff like that. but. We don't ever countenance that anybody else before us may have been technologically proficient. And I guess there's no evidence, I suppose, to suggest that there was. But you know something? See, in 100,000, 300,000, 500,000 years from now, if somebody found a burial site with loads of bones belonging to us... That alarm prompted me to take a break as it meant that my chicken was ready. It's actually not ready, so I've put it back in for another 10 minutes. But I haven't put on another timer, 
So I'll try and get through this as best I can. Yeah, so if somebody found our bones half a million or a million years into the future, that's probably all they would find. They wouldn't find computers. They wouldn't find any of our buildings. They wouldn't find... I doubt there's anything we have. They would just know that there was a species of people who walked on two legs who had skulls and inside that skull was probably a brain due to the size of the skull they would work out what size the brain was and that's another thing to talk about in the documentary homo laleti had really small brains they're they make that assumption because this well you, you can only fit inside a skull what you can fit inside a skull right so human homo homo naledi had really small brains and they're saying, oh, it's so strange that, you know, that they have this level of intelligence. You know, they're making fire, they're acting in groups, they're cooperating, they're collaborating, they're working their way through these passageways, they're guiding themselves in and out, they're burying their dead, which is really weird because they've got these small brains. Now... Yeah, that's the other reason. Homo sapien, they say that's, you know, one of the keys of our great progress in this world is because of our big brain. But the brain is essentially a computer, right? And with all of our computers, we're trying to, you know, miniaturization and everything else. It's now the smaller. It's not the smaller the computer, the, the better it is. It's just that everything's trying to be smaller. So the fact that something's small doesn't mean that it's not capable of being able to be a massively functional, brilliant computer would be my comment on that. Finally, and this goes back to our history and stuff like that as well. There was a paper published on the 31st of August, which by James, uh, well, this article's by James Ashworth, and he has published it on the 31st of August. But it was published in the Natural History Museum website. So nhm.ac.uk. You know, if you just type this into Google, you will find it. Human ancestors may have almost died out after ancient population crash. So basically what they're saying is that around 930,000 years ago, almost 99% of our ancestors may have been wiped out. And they've got this from DNA that suggests, you know, from living people. So, so DNA from living people. And it suggests that humans went through a bottleneck, an event where the population shrank drastically. And the paper estimates that as few as 1,300 humans were left for a period of around 120,000 years. So for 120,000 years, that was kind of the level, our population level, and it never really grew from that during that time period. And they don't know what the exact causes are. They can speculate. It could have been climate change. Now, again, this is where I go back. Could we be in a loop? Could we? Could human civilizations build themselves up to the point where they cause their own destruction because you know what whenever our climate change gets so bad that it starts to ravage our population and it could plummet dramatically if there was a nuclear war where russia america and everybody started firing nukes all over the place like some sort of nuclear wild west 
inevitably some humans would survive and you could get to a period where the earth becomes so uninhabitable that you have like 12 or 1300 people of breeding capability you know and, and it would be really hard to then grow that population while conditions were bad so you know and then eventually the earth becomes hospitable again and you can start over again and even maybe you would you know initially have you know residual technology technological knowledge and everything else because we're not just going to forget everything overnight but when you're trying to sustain a population of just over a thousand people and that goes on for over 120,000 years you know what you're eventually going to forget what made the what made electricity you're eventually going to forget how we farmed you're eventually going to forget any programming knowledge you might have because you simply don't have tech technology anymore you don't have hardware you know you could easily within those 120,000 years forget everything the civilization had ever learned and then you're back to square one so those are my musings for today i am going to leave you with that in fact it's all been about death and stuff so far so let's try and end on a happier note great dad joke for anyone who wants it and I've tortured the kids with this one. So we queued up for the Barbie movie for over an hour. And nobody offered us as much as a hot dog or a burger during that time. It was, without a doubt, the worst barbecue ever. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Ponderland. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. To contact the show, you can send us an email, hello at ponderland.life. You can also follow us on Twitter at ponderlandlife. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and most other places where you consume your podcasts. Thank you.